Welcome to the Inner Glow podcast. My name is Stepanka and I am a clinical hypnotherapist and your empowerment coach. Each episode is designed to help you feel empowered, confident and to help you create the life of your dreams. I help women to overcome their fears, worries, insecurities and anxiety so that they no longer feel like their life is on hold. I believe that it is time for you to step back into your power. I combine hypnotherapy, spiritual mindset principles with the energetics, which I believe is the perfect blend for a modern day woman. Are you ready to shift your life to the next level? If yes, then you are in the right place. Let's get into it. Hello beautiful souls, it's Stepanka here and I want to welcome you to another episode with me. So this is a very spontaneous episode. I wasn't actually planning to record anything today at all and mind you it's 10pm and I really felt tired earlier on and the plan was that I would go you know to bed after I had a shower and just would chill out for the rest of the evening but as soon as I got out of the shower Something happened when I was brushing my teeth <laughs> and I just got really, really inspired to to share a few things from my life, perhaps things I've never shared with, with you before, so it makes me a little nervous. But at the same time, I, I have learned to follow my intuition every time it guides me to do something and, you know, it's always worth it. And the other day I did training in my Facebook community about how I got triggered by this unexpected invoice and my emotional response to it and so many women messaged me back or commented below the video saying they felt exactly the same way or something similar has happened to them or they needed to hear that kind of a message so I believe the same thing is with this episode like if I feel inspired and guided to do something um, it's probably that not only it's going to help me heal that um, part of my life as well but it's also going to help me um, perhaps share a message with you and and some of you might really resonate and might need to hear this kind of a reminder as well so I'm just gonna go with it I have got no notes I don't really have an outline in my head either but I'm just gonna go for it and see where it takes us and uh, I would love to hear from you if if it does resonate if you needed to hear some of this maybe the same thing did not happen in your life but something similar I would love to hear it if you are open to sharing it just send me a message uh, reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram I love connecting with you lovely ladies and it means the world to me so as I got out of the shower <laughs> I just got real I was thinking about um, emotional intelligence and if you've been in my world for a while you know that this is a big part of the work I do with my clients big part of my business big part of my life really and I don't think I actually ever shared why I don't actually think I ever shared with you why I really believe in this concept and um, to be honest this inspiration I received today and this episode like it does make me feel a little uncomfortable it really is 
stretching me and like part of me is just like are you really going to share this are you really going to publish this episode because yeah it's um it's more of an intimate thing a thing that I don't actually speak about a lot but um as I said if you've known me for a while if you've been in my online space you know that I talk about emotional intelligence I call it also emotional alchemy which is a combination of emotional intelligence and really inner magnetism for women and I really believe this work is powerful it's important and we need to learn those kind of skills not only to have better relationships with others but to have a really strong and powerful relationship with yourself and um there are certain levels to it and I really do love sharing this kind of work. I have a whole program around it called Emotional Alchemy. And I, I've i been always speaking about it and sharing why it's important, but I never shared my personal stories um, involved with, uh, with perhaps like the moments in my life when I did not have a very strong emotional intelligence. And I I will take you back to to my like I would say early teenage years, but even maybe before that, maybe already like at the age of twelve, I would say yeah, the age of twelve, but then thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and of course this can be a very sensitive time of the life because like obviously we know like the hormones are going a little crazy in one's body the body is changing things are changing it could be the moment when we like fall in love for the first time and we get our heart broken and and yeah there is like loads going on and we might have like arguments with our children so our children (laughs) with our parents so I feel in general it can be obviously a sensitive period um plus as women like we get our moon for the first time and you know I got mine like at the age of 13 so obviously again like hormonal changes and we are you know growing up and and all that kind of jazz um but I would say like throughout my school years I was really lacking emotional intelligence self-confidence and self self-belief big time and how um, how I can tell, like, looking back at it, I can definitely see it there, like, a little things, and I feel many of you will recognize it, like, even in your life right now, because we often do this kind of a behavior, just in different scenarios, more grown-up or adulthood scenarios, so I would do, like, I would really try hard for a test or for a project, and once I have submitted it or, you know, the test, took place at school and I would just like really doubt myself and I never wanted to get my hopes high I would never want to be like oh my god I think I did really well even when I thought I did well um just because I've learned really early on that disappointment hurts not only when I get disappointed disappointed with my own performance and when I feel disappointed with myself, but also when I feel disappointed with other people. Let's say a parent will say, oh yeah, we will do this at the weekend and then they don't do it with us. Like little things. Of course, these things happen. This is not to blame our parents. I'm just sharing examples with how we learn about the pain of disappointment. But also this is when we learn what it feel what what it feels like when someone else gets disappointed with us um for example when 
you get bad grades at school and you get told off at home or the teacher will like embarrass you in front of the class and and I feel this was definitely a case of mine on many occasions because let's be honest I was a nerd lady so <laughs> I loved school I always wanted to do well I um I would be like learning studying I would get really anxious over everything over every single test every single exam project like yeah I would have even sleepless nights I I wish I had been the kid who could like be more easygoing about things but that that definitely wasn't my case I was more of the anxious child but I think the motivation was not always the fact that I was excited about the subject. There were certain subjects like history, languages, which I really enjoyed. But then there would be certain subjects which I just did not enjoy, but I would be obviously studying and learning for them. And I would still want to do well at those subjects, especially because I feared what would happen if I didn't do well. So I can recall moments when... when uh, let's say a teacher would embarrass me because I would always have like good grades and I would have great results and and then perhaps I didn't do as well a couple of times and they would be like oh Stepanka well I was so disappointed with your results with your test normally you do well but this this is just awful and I remember this happened many many times when a teacher would do this to me like well okay well I slipped up I, I had bad results but do we have to do this whole drama around it? And I just remember those moments when like my cheek would blush and I would be really shy. I would not even want to look up because it's so embarrassing. And um, and the same thing happens with like parents, family members, friends and so on. And the same thing can happen in a work environment at the meeting or, you know, a boss can make a comment like this. And these things hurt. And I feel like disappointment is such a deep wound. Many of us carry so therefore we'll settle. Therefore we procrastinate. Therefore we self-sabotage ourselves because what if I do give it my best? What if I try and then I experience this disappointment? I learn like I'll finally have that confirmation that I am not good enough. Mm, so disappointment can hurt. But I did not really have the emotional intelligence as, as a teenager to deal with even little things like this. But then, but then even like, you know, getting your heart broken for the first time or being in love. And I just remember how these things, like even school, but even like my first so-called relationship or my first crush, like how how badly I dealt with it, like really badly. <laughs> these are the things I've never really talked about previously. Um, I would just find it so difficult to handle my own emotions. I couldn't really make sense out of them. I don't know how about you ladies, but I never got taught how to manage our, my emotions. I I knew that when I am happy and I'm smiling and I'm just like pleasant, I am a good girl. When I'm like crying, when, when obviously I'm not a happy bunny, then you are usually a naughty girl or you get distracted or you get encouraged to just get over it and so on. So I... I feel like we sometimes get punished or we get like offered something else like have a cake or have a have a piece of chocolate just just get over it let's distract you a little bit and we don't really get explained the things around emotions. So 
I was always fighting them back, like really fighting them, trying to bite my tears back and just really bite my lip, tongue, just hold it back, push it down, push it down, not show my uh, weaknesses. So, and I think the like the hardest thing became like after my first ever breakup, I would say. I feel that was like a really big deal for me back then. And I just had no idea how to deal with it because I felt so heartbroken so angry and um, at the same time it's like when I was experiencing stress at um, at my grammar school as well I was new there it was in the first year or second year of grammar school and and again it was way stricter than my previous school and there were high expectations and my results my marks my grades they would influence what kind of university i would get myself into so it all felt really important and and i feel it was just so much stress and actually this is like what i find really hard to share but there were moments when i actually did perhaps a little bit of self-harming and it wasn't anything crazy well it is crazy isn't it but I would like gently not not hugely but I would cut my skin on my arms and yeah just saying it like (laughs) honestly my throat feels really dry right now because I never talk about that part of my life to be honest I don't really think about that part of my life very often so I was really surprised that it came to my mind this evening and I I just heard that intuition just share this story and explain like why you are actually doing all this emotional alchemy emotional intelligence stuff why it's important because it's great to share the benefits but actually share your own story why this changed your life why it made a huge difference so yes, truth to be told, I actually did hurt myself on purpose because I didn't know how to deal with pain, with the emotional pain. So sometimes it's good to, it's not good, but that's what I felt back then. Like it's good to cause myself a different kind of a pain so that my mind would get distracted. Like it would hurt more than the emotional pain in my heart. Okay, so yeah, I was doing this on several occasions and I don't think many people actually knew. I don't think my parents ever found out. It wasn't anything like really bad. Um, I don't have any scars. Like I wasn't hurting myself a lot, but like I would be like using, you know, a small kind of a knife and but still, like, that was a big pain and I remember just like, oh yeah, that gives me a bit of a relief. I don't have to think about the other problems which I don't know how to handle. I don't have to think about, you know, feeling really broken hearted. And I still vividly remember, like, the first moment when I thought, hmm, maybe this could be a way how I could deal with pain. And I really think the way I... I've learned about like self-harming and you know how people do it is probably from school that's the craziest thing um and yeah I just remember they told us oh don't do things like this and you know 
but I don't ever think they told us like what are the other ways, <laughs> what are like different ways how we could handle with like emotions and really being able to lead ourselves through difficult life situations. And in a similar way, I feel this is also, well, partly um, when like my eating disorder started because I would say this probably started before this, to be honest, the eating like issues or like messing with food and like trying to be really skinny and trying to be on diets even when I was like 12 or 13, which is ridiculous. But this is like, you know, how the magazines for girls were back then, like you would just see skinny, skinny, skinny girls. And um, yeah, so I feel that's obviously when I wanted to or why I got in myself into it but then also feel like punishing myself with not eating or with not like being really strict with myself again this is in a way a bit of self-harming as well I would say definitely on the emotional but also physical level so and I thought hmm this, these were the exact moments when I actually did not know how to work with my emotions it would be the moments when I was really worried about uh, what kind of grades I would get in physics or different subjects and I was just like crying for hours and hours just really not seeing the way out of it and that's the worst thing this is what I find really scary that like in my with my mindset back then I just really did not see a way out I just remember oh my god if I do get C and you know on the final report this year in physics like I won't be able to get to this school or you know my parents will be mad I will feel embarrassed at school the teacher will probably embarrass me it's just crazy it's like a really vicious cycle of loads of negative thoughts but just not really seeing through them and that's crazy but there was one thing I remembered um one tool which I remembered I used a few times um, and it was breathing, really just breathing heavily and controlling my breath, like breathing on the count of five, then ten and so on. And this is something my dad taught me when I was little and I remember just being upset about something and just crying for like an hour and he couldn't stop me, my mom couldn't stop me, they were all getting annoyed with me and he was like, oh, let me teach you this breathing technique and he said, now breathe in one two three four keep breathing in five six and he was doing this with me so I remember somehow I remembered this technique so I used it a few times and then um and then when I was probably about 16 I would say yeah I would say around 16 or 17 I actually uh, booked an appointment with um, the school counselor at my grammar school and um, it was just my own initiative to be honest like I don't think my parents knew much about like how I was feeling on the inside what I was going through and also people often think like mm, teenagers like you know that's normal for them and um, they are going through hormonal changes that's just what they are or who they are and so on and you know argue arguing with mom with my mom and so and so it was a bit of a crazy time wasn't it so um I actually made an appointment with a school counselor and I want to make another episode about what kind of support I have searched since you know since 
that time of my life up until now and I want to share with you my uh, views on different coaches, different approaches, my good experiences, my bad experiences with working with um, other people and what I do right now, what kind of mentors, coaches, healers I work with at the current times as well. So I want to do a separate episode on it and really give you guidance on how you can make sure you choose the right coach or therapist for you. So I don't want to like go into too much of details about my school counselor, but she did teach me like my first visualization techniques, my like first meditation, breathing, breath work techniques and that was really powerful and these things with time helped me to manage my reactions, to manage my emotions in a certain way but the funny thing is (laughs) we actually learned about emotional intelligence at school As you can imagine, my favorite subject was always like social science, psychology, um, what were the other things? Yeah, like about sociology, that's it. And I loved it. Like I would make so many notes and yeah, I was a bit of a nerd and I would always want to know more and I just loved it. And we learned about emotional intelligence, what it was, um, that it was more important than IQ, But we never learned any techniques. We never learned to apply it. We never learned how to apply these things or what it actually was. We learned theory about it, like what it is, who invented it, who came up with the name, how people use it at workplace. But we actually never been taught, oh, this is how you can use it yourself. What does it look like? These are some examples. So yeah, it's quite funny, isn't it? How the school system works, because I wish I had known these principles before. So what it really is that with emotional intelligence, you stop suppressing your emotions, you heal them, you process them in a healthy way and you don't pretend life doesn't get difficult sometimes. You don't pretend that because none of us are immune to losing a loved one, none of us are immune to hearing a sad news. None of us are immune to having a shitty day or a shitty week. Um, Even if we make a decision, let's say we want to break up with a partner or anything, and it's our empowered decision, even that hurts. doesn't mean just because we made that decision and we know it was for the highest and greatest good of all, it doesn't mean we don't have our heart broken. So these are the moments when emotional alchemy comes in place like these are the crucial moments because it is the lower moments where you need to be the leading lady of your life where when you need to lead yourself through the pain it's like you are walking with pain but you also know in your heart that you don't have to close your heart it's safe for you to stay in love it's safe for you to experience it and in that moment the energy moves through you a lot quicker emotion energy in motion will just move through you a lot faster so you literally are able with emotional intelligence to experience the human life but you also know you will get through it you have such a strong mindset such a strong emotional resilience that even if it hurts and you are in the midst of a crazy shitstorm, 
you know you will get yourself out of it. Like, you know, you might not know how right now. You might not have all the answers. You might not have the the solution to everything and anything which is on your mind in that moment. But you know it will pass. You know that none of those emotions will last forever and things will work out. And when you do that, this is when your energy already starts shifting. This is when your energy starts, you know, when your emotions are slightly changing as well, your mindset is changing. So you are walking with pain, but you, you know, it's not going to break you down. And you know that perhaps even when we experience disappointment and rejection, like, who are we to be pessimistic? Because being pessimistic means that we say we have all the solutions, we know all the solutions, but we don't. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, who are we to be pessimistic? Like, we don't know enough. <laughs> we don't know enough to be pessimistic about life. But that's not about not recognizing that there might not be difficult moments. But it's your strength within you. It's you being able to have your heart open. And when you do that, you are open to the guidance of the universe. Because as soon as you shut off, as soon as you put your walls back up and your guard is around you and you are just trying to suppress, repress emotions, hold back, you are disconnecting from the good feeling emotions as well. So you are checking out, you are checking out from your body. But it is through your physical body that you receive intuition. So you might be in the midst of something really painful and you are suppressing it, trying to ignore it. You are numbing yourself, distracting yourself. You are not really giving yourself space to heal. You are not giving yourself time to go through emotional healing. And you are numbing your body in that way because we feel our emotions through our physical body. So we are not fully present. So it might be when you are constantly distracted, you can't focus, you bump into things like you are not fully present in your body because you don't want to feel it. You want to feel it, so to speak. This is something which does not happen consciously often. Um, it can happen consciously, but normally like we want to check out simply. Like I wish it wasn't that painful. I wish it didn't hear, it didn't feel that way I wish I didn't have to feel this so we we check out but then you are disconnecting yourself from receiving guidance which can help you get through it so you are closing off the channels from the universe to receive guidance and intuition and inspired ideas more easily this is why it's so powerful to do the opposite this is why like when you stay present in your body and you practice mindfulness and you practice having a powerful presence and just being really grounded in your body because that's what grounding means. Then you are able not only obviously to feel what you're feeling, but you are 
open also to receiving that support from the universe and maybe the solution to something which looks like you'll never get through it comes through. It's also the moment when we sometimes are like, what do I do? What do I do? Like we really go crazy and we want to do something about it, to fix it, to to not feel it. So like, how can I fix it right now? We don't even want to sit with that pain for a moment because we just feel so uncomfortable and I get it. It is painful. But we also need to recognize that emotions are not here to hurt us. And it's okay to feel emotional. We have so much stigma around like being weak, being vulnerable, being fragile and just showing our true color, so to speak. So we never got taught that to feel is normal, especially for us women. Like we are emotional beings. We are constantly surfing different waves of emotions but that's okay that's normal it doesn't have to be destructive as long as we express it in a healthy way and appropriate way because there are times when we cannot erupt like a volcano definitely so this is it really when you do open yourself up you receive support you receive guidance you receive more healing you become more accepting of your own emotions. You become more accepting of what is happening. And when you are in the midst of it, it's hard to see the message in it. But it's usually like in hindsight, when you are able to see like lessons in it and messages and you you are usually able to like understand perhaps sometimes even like there are things which are hard to understand ever and for us as humans which is which is just fine because we don't see through everything and of course here i am talking about little t traumas um not big t traumas big t trauma would be like experiencing a life-threatening situation um, it would be about war accidents or sexual abuse abuse and like these are big traumas and maybe if if that's your case I just want to put it out there so you know the best thing would be to work with a trauma-informed therapist who will be able to guide you because then to face things by yourself can be hard um, if I'm talking about little t traumas these can be still like emotional pains um, divorce of your parents loss of a loved one obviously that can be a bit of a borderline um, with the big t trauma as well but it could be loss of your pet it could be certain emotional situations and that's the thing most of our memories they fade with time like it's hard to make out the details. But then there are memories which we remember vividly. And these are usually emotional memories. Like we felt high, well, we were like highly emotionally charged, so to speak. And this is how it got anchored into our bodies, into our memory. And this could be all like positive and happy memories when we felt like so happy, just it got anchored in our bodies, in our memory. And we can remember like details, like what the weather was like on that particular day or what else was going on, who else was there, what I wore and so on. And then this applies, of course, to painful memories because they were also emotionally charged and... 
And this could be a breakup, it could be when your parents told you they were splitting or you were moving to a different area or perhaps someone else told you something really horrible or maybe a teacher embarrassed you in front of the class like like it happened many times to myself and you can still remember how you blushed, you can still feel perhaps even uncomfortable feelings or sensations in your body right here, right now, even though this happened years ago. So this is how the body remembers. And again, when this happens, when certain memories come back, it's another opportunity for you to lead yourself through it. To be able to navigate through that as well and be able, be able to be compassionate with yourself and communicate with yourself in a very powerful way so you can heal it, you can move through it. And this is this is the first and second level of emotional alchemy as I see it. Really being able to navigate yourself through either current situations so that you don't have to distract yourself with food, so that you don't have to numb your own feelings and check out and then not be fully present. It is the way you can manage your own emotions, be able to respond appropriately because while there are moments when we can't just express everything what we feel, right? Let's say with kids during a work meeting. And then there is the emotional resilience, which helps you get through challenges, even when they just come out, like out of nowhere. I don't know how about you, but my fear of like getting disappointed and feeling like a failure, disappointing others, disappointing myself, feeling embarrassed, really worrying about what other people think, had been one of the things which would keep me play small. It would really keep me settled for things. Maybe I shouldn't dream big enough because what if I try and it doesn't work out and I'll be really disappointed with myself. I don't know whether I could handle it. So you are strengthening your heart through emotional alchemy. So that you know that none of those disappointments could ever hurt you. Like you will get through it. You are way stronger than this. So what if you tried? What if you believed in yourself more? What if you trusted yourself a lot more? And this is how we also create self-fulfilling prophecies. We're like, oh, I know I'm going to mess up. I'm not really good at this. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it will go really well. Then it happens. It didn't go well. You messed up and you're like, oh, I knew anyway. Well, yeah, you've been setting yourself up for failure. And this is the same reason why we procrastinate often, why we manifest unnecessary distractions and challenges along the way. And this is also like the moments when we get to say, I said so, I knew. But those powerful expectations... They are like magnets. So if you expect yourself to fail, then you will. But when you are really developing your emotional intelligence, then you are able to trust yourself without setting yourself up for failure because you know that if it does happen and if things don't go your way, you will be just fine. 
you will get through it, you will be okay, and there will be an even a better way to get to where you want to be. And this is why I also believe that emotional intelligence is a huge part of the manifestation process. And not many people talk about it because they talk about like how you get clarity to know what you want, what are the manifestation tools, how you can attract them, how you can vibe really high. But not many people are talking like, how do I guide myself? through this without dropping the ball when I experience a setback. Just believe in it. I just don't know how to believe in it. That's it. Because we don't believe in ourselves. And similarly, like, I really wish I had the tools when I was going through some of my health problems as well. Like, there were really difficult moments and there were moments when I thought, like, I'm not gonna get through this, like, it's never going to get better. And my mindset was just not really there. And again, I did not have the tools to handle a painful situation when I was experiencing physical issues with my own body and I couldn't really hold myself there mentally and emotionally and it would have been so helpful if I had some of the tools and techniques and really mindset shifts and really different perspectives to see it and this is why I love this work so much and this is why I infuse it to everything I do with my clients because even if you've mastered that like you then are mastering other areas such as your communication with others when you do things like this you become you live by example to your children to your friends to your family you can really hold it together and when you are a strong energy like when you are the strongest energy in a room then it shifts other people's energy and they will actually align with you. So your presence becomes so powerful. And this is something I teach in, I believe, module three in emotional alchemy. And it's all about how body is part of this. Like your body, your physical body plays an important role when it comes to your emotional health as well. Because those memories are anchored into your body as well, into your physical body. And your cells, your nervous system learns to respond and react to things in a certain way. So this is why some of us get nervous just by thinking about public speaking. Other people get scared just hearing a plane and... They don't want to go on that plane because they have a deep-rooted uh, fear and so on. So it's anchored into your body. This is why we experience physical sensations during uh, stressful situations, for example. So during that module, I really teach my clients to use their body to move those emotions through them, to feel safe, to calm their nervous system. And a big part of this is to be present in your body to be sensual sensual means that you are engaging all of your senses and this is when you are most powerful this is when you speak that people notice it this is when you are having a difficult conversation with a loved one and actually you are there you are fully there they feel it they know it when you speak it it's just different kind of a sound if you like so ladies, this is it. 
it's almost 11 p.m. by by the end um, of this episode, so I I better go to bed now. But I really felt inspired. I hope I didn't speak fast too much. At least I did definitely speak fast, but hopefully not too fast um, for you to be able to listen to all this information. But this is what happens when I feel inspired, when things are flowing, when I'm sharing things like. It usually happens quickly and I think it's such a beautiful personal things thing to do to share share this from my life and be really honest because I don't really want there to be stigma around like mental health, around like well-being, around our emotions, mindset. I really feel it's important to to really release the old emotional coding. And I think now is the time to create new emotional coding for us, which is more empowering, loving, assertive as well, and and just really powerful. So let me know how this resonated with you. Share this episode with your friends, with people who you think would benefit from it. If you liked it, uh, feel free to share it on Instagram. Tag me in your post, send me a message and I'm sending so much love to you. And if any of this resonated, if you are ready to really take this to the next level, the doors to emotional alchemy are now open. You can sign up, you can check it out. The link is in the description box and I would love to have you in there because I know that this work is just so transformational, so life-changing and you will be a different person by the time you finish this program. So I love you and I'll leave you for now and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening. If you loved this episode, please feel free to leave me a five-star iTunes review. Share it on your Instagram stories or recommend this podcast to your friends. For more high vibes, live trainings, well-being tips and loads of fun, come and join me in my Facebook group called Empowered Women, Shine Bright and Be Yourself. You can find the link in my bio. You can also follow me on Instagram at stepanka underscore kuralova. For more information, go to the show notes. Loads of love.